Welcome to Remarkable Woman Radio. I am your host, Mandy Beverly. This is a podcast for women by women. As we know, a rising tide lifts all boats, but sometimes we know there can be a few stormy seas. So when the tough times happen, the proverbial hits the fan, what do you do? Who do you have to become in the process? That's the real story, and that's remarkable. We love to tell the story of women that are a few steps further ahead on their own entrepreneurial journey. They know exactly what it feels like to be where you are. So these women are not only paving the way for themselves, but they're also paving the way for the women that follow in their footsteps. This is Remarkable Woman Radio. Welcome to Remarkable Woman Radio. I'm here with my special guest, Johanna May. Now, Johanna May is a personal stylist, and she is going to talk today all about the importance of branding yourself. And plus, we're going to hear about different things that she's been going through over the past year as well, because as we know, no stone has been left unturned for a lot of people, and we want to bring you strategies and things that can help you along the way. And I'm really excited to bring Johanna May here. Um, She has a gorgeous website called johanna-may.co.nz and as I said she's a personal stylist she helps to brand you and um, she also will hopefully give us some pointers on um, how to make the most of 2021 and our personal style so welcome along to the show Johanna. Thank you Mandy it's lovely to be here real pleasure. I know that a lot of us think that we can do your job for ourselves but I know that that's not true. I know from personal experience that personal styling and personal branding really helps when you take yourself out of the equation because a lot of the times we're looking at all our faults whereas you look at the whole picture, right? So why is it so important for us to be looking for someone that is a personal stylist or a personal branding professional? Oh, great question, Mandy, and thank you for asking it. Um, I think the first thing uh, that a personal stylist does, as you just mentioned, is that we're we're looking at the the all over. So 99.9% of us are not perfect, um, but everybody has beautiful qualities, and that is my job to find those and to highlight those. And also, I'm looking at areas that maybe my client would like to play down. So I'll show them, um, we call it um, just visual dressing, basically. So I'll show them tips and tricks on how to play those areas down, but to highlight all the wonderful areas that they have as well. How do you navigate everyone's self-esteem and self-doubt as you go through this process? Yeah, that's interesting. Um, Pretty much most of my clients come to me feeling a little bit low about themselves. So I always start by, um, it's my job to really understand them and see um, what they believe um, doesn't work for them. So I'm really getting in under their skin and I kind of become a bit of a style buddy, I guess. So I I want to understand what they love and what they don't love. And um, it's really just talking with them and um, helping them feel good about themselves. I think, you know, again, women are pretty hard on themselves. So it's just picking them up and showing them why they should feel good about themselves. That's my job. And actually, probably when they actually spend some money on themselves and they actually invest in trying to look their best, I mean, that's another way that we can help with self-worth and self-esteem, right? Absolutely. Um, I think too for women is that we give to everybody else first. So generally mums, you know, are giving 
the money to the children and they buy them clothes and they do forget about themselves. So I think it doesn't doesn't take much and it doesn't have to be expensive. But yes, you know, there is a real feel good factor and giving yourself a little treat and, you know, a nice little shopping treat is goes a long way. And as we actually, we feel better, we actually, when we look better, we feel better. And that energy also, um, that actually gets translated into the world we inhabit as well, doesn't it? Yeah, I think, you know, you look better, you feel better and you perform better and um, and people notice, you know, you 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 walk taller, um, you you just you smile more, you're just you're just a lot more positive. So, you know, feeling good on the outside makes you feel good on the inside. It's a great result. Cool. Now, I know that you work first with colours as well. And how does colour influence us? Do you, you know, is, is that, that's not too tough a question? <laughs> <laughs> no, not at all. It's a great question. Um, it is the place that I always like to start is to know what colours suit people. Uh, I mean, it's, it's, uh, it's really quite simple. Colours, knowing your colours um, helps your shopping by at least 50%. So you can go into a shop and you can have your colour swatch with you and you can cull the shop perhaps by 50% and go, hey, you know, I love that. I love that black, but that's just not going to work for me. It's not going to make me feel good. So um, I need to go more towards the, you know, the greens and the oranges and, and you can be specific. So um, colour has the most immediate impact. When anybody looks at you, um, they see colour. And I'm looking at you right now, Mandy, with that beautiful <laughs> colour on and it just looks lovely. It really well, does. Do you find that people go into a shop and they'll go straight for black because they feel safe? Whereas if they actually know what colours work for them, then they're going to be able to be just a little bit more confident about the clothes they, they choose. Because I know how many times we've gone in and we go, oh, I'll just get this because, and it's very similar to what we've already got before, because we're not confident or else we don't feel good. So we go for the same choices all the time. Mm. Um, is, is what you do help with that too? Totally, uh, Mandy. I think um, you, you hit the nail on the head when you said that, um, you know, people feel unconfident to go for another colour. So the easiest thing is black because everybody thinks black suits them. But, um, well, I think we're getting better in New Zealand, but really black is, is a pretty pretty heavy colour. And um, in fact, it's, it's not really a colour, but in New Zealand, I mean, we have a lot of black around us. All our sports teams are black. So, you know, we, we, we've, we're used to it. But, um, yeah, if it's not your colour, it really will wear you. And especially the older we get, it's very heavy on us. So, um, so again, yes, knowing your colours uh, is, you know, we need to know how much warmth and how much cool we can wear um, really does help a lot. Um, shops are getting better. Brands are getting better now. We're getting colour and we're getting um, patterns, which is absolutely fantastic. It's, it's very good to see. Makes your life a little bit easier. Mm. But Johanna, tell me, how did you get started into styling and branding? Well, I, um, I retrained about 11 years ago, but as a child, I was, um, my Belgian grandmother um, had, was in fashion. So she had this gorgeous little um, fashion shop that I used to work at um, in my school holidays when I went to school in, in Europe. And um, it was always about mixing and matching. She had a, quite an eclectic kind of boutique. And then um, as, I, as I got older and um, through my working career, my last job was actually in cosmetics. So I was brand manager for a um, cosmetics company. 
and I, I loved I loved the cosmetics and I loved the fashion. So I just I wanted to combine the two. And obviously, you know, cosmetics, skincare, makeup is a really big part of um, image and style as well. So um, I had my my daughter, and then I retrained as a personal stylist and um, with Fashion Academy New Zealand. So yeah, it was it was hitting the the nail on the head really for me. It was a perfect perfect job. That's brilliant, just bringing yeah. everything that you love to do. Yeah. Now you just said that you you lived in Europe and you went um, and lived in Belgium. So how old were you when you came back um, came to New Zealand? So um, I was born in New Zealand, but I lived in, in Europe twice. So actually in Germany when I was nine for a year and a half. And then I did my school cert over in Europe as well. So I lived there for a year and a half then. Um, so came back to New Zealand when I was 16, 16 and a half. Yeah. Do you still speak a bit of German? Oh, I was fluent, but I don't get to practice it, which is a, which is a shame. Yeah, but yeah. Um, I certainly love it when I do, and I do find myself thinking in German sometimes. It is quite it's quite funny how um, prevalent it has been in my life. It's it's great. That's yeah. that's amazing. Mm. I can remember on a trip years and years ago, um, we were in a place called Wiesbaden, um, yes. just out of um, just out of Frankfurt, and we went into the store. And it was amazing. They had all, they just had this very um, eclectic mix of top um, top designers. And we walked into the store and they had like all the fashion in one store and then the shoes just right in the, you know, like two doors down. And they said, oh, yes, Prada, we've, we've been stocking Prada since before they became world famous. You know, and it was just quite amazing just to sort of see the labels they had in there. You would have loved it. Oh, I would have. Yes, yeah. <laughs> Nothing like shopping in Europe. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> um, now, do you have um, sort of a guiding principle that you'd like to instill in your clients as you work with them in a personal style and a personal branding situation? I think when people come to me, they're ready to have a change and they need some help. So I think it's really um, just connecting with my clients and I, you know, I just really ask them to give of themselves um, to me. Um, I'm there to push their boundaries and to show them how to do things a little bit differently because that's what they want and that's what they need. Um, so I think it's really just for them to let go a little bit and trust and um, and enjoy the enjoy the journey because it's a lot of fun and um, you know we we do spend a lot of hours together so uh, you know we may as well enjoy it so. Yeah, I think just that's actually, trust. Mm. I think that's great. And that's actually a really good point. It is fun. Like we think that this is going to be like pulling teeth or something, but it's not. It's actually fun to have someone else look at us in our entirety and go, okay, these are your these are the these are the good points that you want to play up. And well, actually, let me ask you this. What do you think you and your brand stand for? And what is a common myth about personal styling that you would like to shed some light on? I think a myth that I can first uh, think about is that um, personal styling is for the rich and famous. Um, I think, you know, it's a little bit like, say, 15 years ago when people had a personal trainer, it was like, oh, she's got a personal trainer, you know, she must be really wealthy. Well, <laughs> nowadays it's, um, it's, you know, it's become you know, really popular. And it's something that, you know, it really teaches people how to be, how to be savvy and safe. And it also protects people from fashion fads that come around. So, 
you know, the skills that, that um, you know, that I teach people is something they can take for the rest of their lives. You know, if they have their colours done generally, unless they change their hair colour, um, you know, they can have those colours for, for the rest of their lives. So it's all about saving money and, um, you know, and just teaching people skills to make it all a whole lot easier. I love that. And mm. I love the fact that you just sort of said that you are here to help them save money as mm. well, because we've all got some fashion disasters in the wardrobe. We've all got things with labels on them <clears throat> that then go to the secondhand store. And, or is it just me? Hope not. Um. <laughs> no, no, honestly, sometimes, you know, sometimes you're right. People buy things that, that they saw in the window of a shop and, you know, and they thought, oh, it suits, it looks great. You know, that's going to work for me, but it, you know, it doesn't necessarily. So, yeah, there's a lot of um, tags hanging in wardrobes. And, <laughs> you know, you go to the recycle um, shops and, you know, there's a lot of new tags sitting in there and, and you know, especially from online shopping overseas, you know, people don't send them back. They they keep them and then they go, oh, well, I can sell it. But they don't actually realise how much money they're wasting. It, yeah. it's, it's, it's quite scary, really. Mm. It is quite scary. Mm. And um, oh, that was my next question is just how many um, mistakes do you see that people have sent away for with online shopping? Do you have, when you go through their wardrobes, do you have to go kind of yes, no, yes, no with with things and just go, what were you thinking? Or, or um, do people sort of confess quite quickly as to some of their mistakes? <laughs> well, you know, women, um, especially women, are quite funny. They like to hide things from their husbands sometimes. So it's quite, um, you know, quite often I've found like boxes of shoes and things like that right in the back of a wardrobe or, you know, an outfit that has has still got the tag on it and, and the reply is, oh, I'm just hiding it from my husband and, you know, I've, I've got to bring it out one day when he's not not going to notice. And, I, and, um, and you know... I, I think, you know, that, that's a shame, you know, just you've got to buy things with conviction and you've got to, um, you know, really wear these things. And uh, but, you know, every time you buy something, you know, you really need to think about how you can wear it. What can you wear it with? You've got to know at least I say five ways that you're going to wear that. So what can you layer it with? You know, what can what shoes could you wear it with? What what are your accessories? So, you know, so you've, you've got to get a lot of value out of out of everything you buy, you know, whether it is a recycle item, um, whether it's, um, you know, a reasonably priced item or whether it's a high ticket item. You know, I think you've got to be really savvy in your, in your shopping. Oh, I love that. And the fact I don't think I've look at something and go, what are the five different ways I can wear this? Mm-hmm. It's usually get home and go, oh, now what will I do? Not that I've done a lot of shopping lately, but it's um, I might just have to um, keep that in the back of my mind going forward. Cool, oh, Mandy. <laughs> <laughs> so have there been anybody that's been very influential in your business, you know, either in a book or a person that you've sort of met along the way? I guess I've met lots of other women in business, which have always been of great influence. I think, you know, doing like women's networking, like with, um, you know, I belong to a women's networking group called Venus um, and I get great support from those ladies. Um, you know, they're from all walks of life, but probably my biggest, um, my biggest avatar really is, is my mum. You know, she, she just flies the flag all the time. Um, I'm not sure that she quite understands exactly what I do, but she knows that I, you know, I, I make people look gorgeous and, you know, she always just has this thing as well, if anybody can do it, you can do it. And, you know, that just makes you 
actually just stand still and actually say, well, thank you. You know, maybe, maybe that's true. I'm going to go and do it. So yeah, she's, she's my biggest flag flyer, I think throughout my career. Yeah, it is cool. That's amazing. We all need a mum like that, don't we? That just stands behind <laughs> you do. and go, yes, you can do that. Yeah. Yeah. And just, yes. you know, think more of yourself than than anybody else. Mm. So we know 2020 has been a bit of a tough year. It's had a lot of unique challenges. And um, have you found that your comfort zone has been pushed a lot um, over the past year or has it actually been okay for, because I know a few things have sort of, happened to you um, over the past little while so kind of how do you cope when you're right sitting at the edge of your comfort zone yeah it's um yeah it's it's a hard one isn't it but I think um you know we've all had to just pick up our socks and and actually cope um I think you know for us too we've sort of come into lockdown out and out so it's been you know it's been the unknown hasn't it um, so yes, last year with the um, when COVID hit, I, I obviously can't work because my work is very much one on one. But it did actually make me take a great look at my my business, and um, I did a lot of um, virtual styling packages. So I worked on those. So now people can work with me from anywhere. I can actually even go into people's wardrobes, or I have um, online packages too that people can do. Um, then uh, towards the end of last year, I actually broke my shoulder um, oh. in two in two places. So again, I was um, I was knocked back a little bit, and very quickly actually I looked at it as an opportunity um, of something telling me that I actually need to slow down because I I do um, I do go in all sorts of directions so I for the first time actually had to ask for help um, from family and friends because it was my right arm so um, having it and you're right-handed and I'm right-handed as well and a lot of my work is you know manual um, whether it's makeup wardrobe um, shopping and things like that so I had to take um, well nearly three months off actually, which was um, which was hard, um, and also having a, an eleven year old and having to do you know cooking and things like that was a, was a real lesson. But I um, with that experience, um, I think I actually learned that um, life's telling me something, and I obviously do need to reach out and I do need to um, slow down a little bit. Um, but you know. When little things come along, I think I've learned now not to act um, immediately. So just to stop and actually let it all sink in, go for a walk. Count to 10 is actually also a really good good thing. Um, and also um, and meditate is something that I've um, gone a long way with in the last year. Um, just before COVID happened, I actually went to India and I went to a meditation um, a place over there for, for a week. And yeah, I've really um, learned to use that to make myself sort of calm down and, and make decisions maybe a little bit more rationally. It's <laughs> yeah. a good point, isn't it? And, yes. <laughs> yeah. Do you do you meditate most days or try to meditate most days? I do. I do, Mandy. Yes, most days. Yep. Yeah. Mm. I've got one of my daughters that does it every day and I know that she's just, um, she just, yeah, I think she really, it's really part of her day. I mm-hmm. wish I did it most days, but um, yeah, that's one thing I'll probably want to improve on this year. <laughs> yeah, so. I mean, it's 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 a hard one. I think I found it quite tricky doing because my mind is always so busy. But, um, you know, over time, it's sort of just learnt, taught me to sort of slow down and just um, it's okay to think about nothing, really. <laughs> it's actually <laughs> healthy. So, yeah, just 
keep at it. <laughs> yeah, because we're all so busy and I think we've got a lot of stuff bombarding us at the moment, particularly if we're looking at a lot of media outlets and things like that. And it is, there is a lot to deal with at the moment. So, mm. you know, I love that you just said it's okay to think of nothing from mm. time to time. Yeah. It is. And I know when I went for a walk this morning with my little dog and it's actually just lovely just to be out there and just to do nothing, you know, think Isn't of nothing. It? Yeah. Yeah. Often I like to listen to a podcast or an audio book, but today I just wanted to do nothing while I was walking. It was great. I'm the yeah. same. I, I used to always listen to something when I took my dog for a walk too. And now I'm I'm like, no, I'm just going to go and look at the trees and the flowers and 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 look at people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, it's definitely nice. cool. Mm. So so obviously we this next question may be a little bit similar, but how do you cope when things get tough as we know they all do in business? I will just stop and um, and try and take in what has happened. Um, I think, you know, we all have frustrating things. I mean, I get, you know, constantly frustrated with like technology and social media and things like that. I, I now just walk away from it and I know I have to go back to it, but I walk away from it and I just take a breather. Um, I also reach out to um, to my my unit of supporters, which are you know ladies that I do business with, or you know my mum or my 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 friends, um, and just sometimes just chat about it and and um, try and you know work through it. But I think taking myself away from it is is the is the key for me, not um, not reacting on it straight away. Yeah, I think that's very smart because there are days when, you know, a printer could um, actually go out a window or whatever, aren't there? You know, if we actually sat there, it can be very frustrating. And I'm quite envious of those that just know how to just work through the process in a nice, simple way, you know. Um, I'm kind of like, oh, what's going on? So if you could go back and talk to your younger self, Johanna, what advice would you give her? And it's interesting because you said that your daughter's 11 is well, but I know that when we look at ourselves when we're then, you know, that saying that youth is wasted on the young because we mm. look at how gorgeous they are, how and yet they still have all of this self-doubt and things. Um, so I'd just be interested to know what advice would you give to your younger self? I think it would be to grab any opportunity that comes along, even if you don't know how the heck you're going to do it. I think uh, take it on board, um, take the challenge and work it out later. Um, you know, give yourself enough time, obviously, but um, yeah, I think, you know, just believe in, in your gut and, and things come along for the right reason. And, you know, even if it feels like it's impossible, just take it and uh, work through it and, um, and get the help that you need to, to work through it and just take, take challenges on. Take challenges on. That mm. is actually such wise advice because I think a lot of people don't want to make a move um, because it feels too big. But um, sometimes when you just take that step, the next step then, you know, it then starts to show itself. Because I know when I work with clients, they have things that are just so big in their head, but they're trying to start at step 250 instead of mm. starting back at step one. And um, yeah, just so. take each step on the staircase, not the whole staircase and in, in, in <laughs> one, but step by step. That's right. Yeah. yeah. No, I love that advice. I think I would give myself very similar advice when I was yeah. younger is just, you know, just stop doubting. Yes. That's, that's what I would say. Absolutely. So a new question that I'm really enjoying asking because I just find everyone is so different. If you could have dinner with three people, <laughs> alive or dead, who would it be and why would you choose them? 
<laughs> okay, some very different ones here probably. Um, one would be um, I'd group both my grandfathers together because I never got to meet um, either of them. So I've never known a grandfather. And I see my daughter with her two granddads and what a special bond they have. So I would love to, I'd love to do that. And the other ones would have to be Oprah and Meghan Markle (laughs) right now. (laughs) Uh, Yes. Um, So they're the two alive ones. So I'd uh, group those two together and I'd sit in the middle and um, yeah, I think I'd get the the real gen on what's going on. (laughs) Yeah, I'd be interested to know too. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Then I'll write a blog. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anybody else? If you're going to group those two mm, together, nothing that sort of springs to mind, really, Mandy. But mm. um, yeah, I thought I had four there, so I thought I was being a bit greedy with those four. <laughs> <laughs> no, you can have as many as you want. <clears throat> but I think it'll be a very interesting dinner to sit down to, and um, I don't know how your grandfathers would cope with that, but it'll be quite interesting. <laughs> <laughs> I'd have to have them at separate att- occasions, I think. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> for sure. Um, mm. Now, you've got some, um, I was just looking at your website before, and you've got lots on there, lots of um, programs and things like that for people. But what program do you think is most beneficial for someone that's wanting to get started um, in on the personal styling journey? Hmm. Good question. Um, I think, you know, if, if they're in my area, like in Auckland, obviously um, working with me is, is, is uh, one of the best things that you can do. Um, is one of those things as well, that the more um, services you do, the, the more you learn, I guess. So probably with one of the packages, Mandy, um, that I've got, uh, there's, uh, I mean, I tailor make packages for people. Um, obviously, you know, great always knowing your colors and me going into somebody's wardrobe is also very beneficial. Um, it's nothing unusual for me to put together, you know, probably 20 new outfits out of a wardrobe with um, the mixing and matching skills that that I have. Um, and then also, um, you know, personal shopping too and shopping with clients. So, um, so, so those are good. Um, and also if, if it's a virtual uh, client, somebody from a distance, um, I'm actually, uh, working on some new packages, some new monthly, um, uh, virtual packages as well. So, um, so that's another way, which, uh, which is going to be great. I'm looking forward to those. That'll be actually really mm. interesting. So you can work with people from around the world if, if totally. needed as well. Yeah, easy. That's right. Yeah, That's cool. You have some alcohol labelled things on your packages, and I was very curious about that. You have the cognac and the vermouth and the, <laughs> and the champagne and things like that. Is that just to, you know, just relate to where everybody has been through the lockdowns around the world? <laughs> oh, I love it, Mandy. Gosh, that's, that's funny. I was thinking, what are you going to bring up? here when you're talking about alcohol (laughs) do I really talk about it um I just named my packages um with something that I with with something that I love and I love my my um I love my vermouth and I love my champagne (laughs) so that's my ultimate package and I also um love my pinot noir so I just thought for something that um, might grab people's attention as obviously it has done with you definitely (laughs) I would just name my packages um after yeah, the drinks, the drinks I that I that. enjoy. No I coffee or, or, yeah. or herbal tea. <laughs> yeah, I was yes. wondering whether you, is that what you served while everybody went through that package or not? So, <laughs> oh, that's a good idea. Why not? 
Uh, yeah, this gets everybody relaxed pretty mm. quickly. Um, so, Johanna, my question that a lot of people really, you know, they sort of get a bit tricky when they answer, but what is most remarkable about what you do and, and who you are? Oh, I think um, what I do, what's most remarkable about what I do is that I genuinely love what I do and I help people feel good about themselves and I motivate people and I... Um, just encourage people and um, show them how to get the best out of you know out of themselves and and their wardrobe and give them fresh ideas so really just yeah helping people feel good about themselves yeah that's brilliant Yeah. yeah no I love that thank you so much now that brings us to the end of our of our little interview so thank you so much for joining me on Remarkable Woman Radio it's been my pleasure to to have you here could you just tell us um, if people want to get hold of you what's the best way to do that Oh, sure, Mandy. Thank you. So um, uh, on my website, obviously, there's a contact page. So um, that's Johanna May with a hyphen.co.nz. And I also have a um, private style group called Women's Style Forum, which um, I'd love to invite your ladies, uh, anybody listening to pop into that on Facebook. It's, it's, a, it's a great place to learn tips and tricks and, you know, also ask personal questions, which is always a lot of fun. And all the ladies are, you know, like-minded ladies and, you know, they have um, they have lots of questions that they want to ask or, um, and we just have fun. We do some challenges sometimes. Um, yeah. And it's just, it's a great way of keeping up with, um, with me. Yeah. Brilliant. Well, thank you, and I'll make sure that those are on the um, on the notes when we send the link out. But thank you so much for joining me today, Johanna. Thanks, Mandy. It was lovely. Thank you for listening to Remarkable Woman Radio. For more episodes and more details of today's show, please go to remarkablemindset.com. Let me ask you, what makes you remarkable? <laughs>